Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy, John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. So I have a surprise for, for y'all I don't know why I keep on saying y'all, but I'm just I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to pretend like I'm from the South. But um, I've got a surprise here. I have uh, someone that uh, many of you will know because um, he's an awesome YouTuber who uh, who I know that many of many of you frequent between our audiences and uh, and I, I really admire uh, uh, Chris Hawks who who is his decided to join me for a collaboration here and uh, I, re- I admire his videos and uh, and uh, and the stuff that he's producing so I thought it'd be kind of cool to have you know Chris on simple programmer YouTube channel so uh, so welcome Chris thanks uh, thanks for having me and likewise I watch your channel all the time so I think it's great Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's it's pretty awesome to see. Um, I've been been watching as you as you, as you, I'm sure you've been you know the same as we we're learning this YouTube thing right. We're <laughs> and we're figuring this out. And I've been watching as your channel's been growing and and, and changing. And and I've liked the. I think when you first started out, you started you did a uh, you didn't really do any FaceTime in the in the camera, but um but I'm I'm liking now. I, I like having the more of the personality, and it seems like your audience does too. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So when I started out, I was influenced by uh, the new Boston, who was doing a lot of uh, Python. So I was getting into Python uh, in probably 2010 or so, and he was doing uh, a lot of the YouTube videos. So that got me started into making these Python tutorials, and uh, they paled in comparison to what he was doing, and uh, they were really, really, they were, they were terrible. But uh, <laughs> uh, beyond that, like, I, I hid from the camera, so I never used webcams or anything like that. And uh, I, so I had the channel for about three years, and in January, I hit the 10,000 subscriber mark. And um, I, after watching your videos, actually, I, I started getting motivation to get in front of the camera and be more personable with the audience. And it seems to have worked. So um, since January, I've, I've more than uh, uh, doubled that number. So you know, things fluctuate back and forth with YouTube. But definitely getting in front of the audience and showing people that you're a real person, I think, helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I like that. That you know, I think a more programming channels should should incorporate that more. I've always, when I was doing Pluralsight courses, I always wanted to like do some more camera stuff rather than just showing the screen. But I, I wasn't really allowed to. So once I get started doing my own stuff, I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of screen like personality type of stuff because that's what like people want to connect with 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 someone and 
you know, and it, it's more interesting. Like we're human beings. We're not just like looking at computer screens and, <laughs> you know, and watching code. It's, it's more fun. Like you want to actually follow someone, not just what they're producing. I, at least that's, that's my opinion, but. Yeah, I agree. I mean, YouTube is this whole new medium. I mean, because how many people had success when they were blogging uh, for years? And it was a you know a lot of people knew some of the you know famous bloggers that ended up starting you know million dollar platforms just writing though. But YouTube has brought the entire video to you know, the mainstream where people can be much more personable. And you take that that blog to the next level when it's vlogging, and it's just it's more real. So in some ways, I, I don't understand why people watch me, but then. Um, you know, I'm like, well, I'm watching other people. So I think there might be a lack of confidence there on my, on my part to say, well, why are they watching me? But I'm watching you. I'm watching Eli. I'm watching Function. Uh, and in many cases, I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm not doing as good as those guys. But, uh, you know, I understand that personal connection. So it makes things a little bit easier on me, I think, because you don't have to be some fantastic journalist. I mean, you can just kind of be, um, you know, off the cuff. And, and I think some people appreciate that. Yeah, well, and everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's got their own personality. I think everyone is going to attract a different group of of people. But I I always wonder the same thing. N not necessarily for the for the YouTube, but or, or for this. But uh, I do a podcast called Onto Programmers, and it's like two hours. It's like a mastermind group, and like there's people that watch it every week that are like dedicated to this. And I'm like, I I couldn't do it myself, but like you, you just never know. Like for for someone. I guess who's starting out, who's just trying to figure out how to become an entrepreneur. It makes sense because they're getting inside your head and you know, they're, for them, it's a lot of value for me. I'm like, we're just talking about stuff, you know, for, for two hours. So I guess you never know. You never know what is like going to be interesting to, to someone else. Like they just, I mean, people will, if you, if you put up a webcam and you just like put it in some random person's like living room, people would watch it because they'd be interested. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. But cool. So, um, so let, let's talk a little bit about some of the. Uh, I don't know how much of your uh, your background that 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 people know. I thought that'd be kind of interesting to like talk a little bit about how you got into software development and, and programming and some of your kind of philosophies on it. But uh, maybe maybe your origin story would would be kind of a cool place to start. Yeah. So. Um, so. I used to be a plumber. Um, I came from a blue-collar background, so I left my home uh, at 17. I did graduate high school, barely, but uh, <laughs> I was a complete screw-up in high school, um, just skipping school all the time, barely graduated. Um, and I, I went to high school in Maryland, and I left to Virginia to actually go to college. And uh, I went to a college that didn't require any sort of you know, advanced uh, or, or good grades or anything. Basically, it was a straight university in, in Virginia, so if you ever looked that up, it's uh, – I'm not going to bash it or anything, but basically they'll let you write in, you pay them money. So uh, I moved down to Virginia to do that, but uh, I, sh I dropped out shortly after that um, because just finances, I was living on my own. Um, so I was doing things like delivering pizza, um, truck driving, I did HVAC work, uh, plumbing, and eventually ended up getting into the white collar business, um, moving into uh, actual insurance. And um, from that point, I grew... I grew fascinated with, with IT because um, when Facebook was becoming really popular, I mean, I, like Zuckerberg was in the news, and even before the movie and everything, the, the social networking movie, um, I was, like, intrigued with the fact that YouTube was started by three people and was sold for, 
you know, two billion dollars. And I had this like fantasy dream that you know you could just become a programmer and somehow you know make you know find financial success and and possibly even be able to um, you know make a lot of money. So I think there was there was definitely a financial interest that that I was um, that I was attracted to to originally get into programming because at the same time I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. Right. Um, Okay, so it was. Um, it wasn't until though that I went to an actual rock music concert in 2009. Um, so I went to see my favorite band Bayside, and at that time, like I was, uh, I don't know, I felt like I was middle aged, but I was only 28, and I went to this concert, and for the most part, I wasn't even listening to like rock music, and uh, it, it just made me feel young again. So by the time I got home from the, the show. Uh, I was just pondering for several days, like, you know, what do I want to do with my life? I mean, I was living out in the middle of, of uh, the country uh, with a single family home and, and a, really a career that I wasn't happy with and I couldn't see myself doing in 10 years. So, um, you know, really from that moment on, it was every night when I came home from work, I would be studying. Uh, I, was, I was downloading books. So I, a lot of my learning came from actual PDF books that I could get online and things like that. So, um, between you know, between doing that and getting you know into Photoshop templates, HTML, you fast forward like into my uh, my scripting languages. I was using Perl to, okay. Okay. Um, but basically, I started. I just went home every single night and was studying my butt off, trying to uh, get into the industry. And it took three years from there to actually be able to do it. Oh wow! Okay. Oh wow! Um, okay. So it was a lot of rejection. Even though I had an online presence and a persona and all that stuff, it still was one rejection after another before I finally was able to land a, a corporate gig. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting background. Interesting background. I'm getting a little so, bit of. Uh, oh, the reverb on the. <laughs> I think it's all right now. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I believe we can edit that out, maybe. So the audio is okay. Yeah. Yep. We're good now. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yes. I mean, so much different than the story that that you typically hear of a developer. Oh, you know, I as a kid, I loved computers and and I, I got into programming and you know, so um, I, I think that's that's really interesting. Like that that kind of explains now your your kind of unique perspective. I think is because you you have approached it from a different angle than most people that get into the industry I think yeah I would agree with that there's also another um, interesting tidbit with me is that and this isn't something I don't think I've revealed to my audience so it'll be uh, it'll be new for yours but uh, both my grandfather and my father were both programmers ah. so um, wow. yes yeah, so I'm actually a third generation programmer although they went to school for it and I never did um, but uh, I will say that there there has been interest in like I mean I was installing Leisure Suit Larry on my my PC laptop PC in um, third grade when most kids didn't even know what a computer was or you know outside of the classroom anyway so um, I did have a fascination with computers growing up and especially you know the white collar big business uh, lifestyle like you were in Arlington like basically downtown Dallas or Arlington I've always had this white collar dream of being able to to work out of like a high rise and stuff like that so. I would say that there's some attraction there also from you know, from being a kid. I mean, but when you when you go into the real world, you're doing construction work and you're with a bunch of um, other people that may not treat you properly. I mean, it, it's just um, there. There was definitely a lifestyle change that I was looking for that uh, that played a big factor into you know being so determined in order to to be able to basically kick my way into the door. 
Yeah. Okay. That may, that makes that makes sense. So so do, would you say then that like you kind of I don't want to say got lost for a little bit, but like didn't realize the like you know the, the value of like hard work and like you know making something of yourself, and then like you had that moment that realization. I guess when you're 28, is that is that accurate to say? Is that kind of what happened? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I would sum it up. I mean, after that concert, I mean, I realized that that I wasn't happy with my career and that I wanted to do something different. And uh, from that point, I, you know, I talked to my father and um, I was like, you know, I want to do this programming thing. And, and, uh, and uh, he, he would help me here and there, like try to focus on different areas. Um, but uh, ultimately, like he wasn't doing anything related to the web development side of things. And um, uh, it was just... Yeah, it was kind of like a pipe dream. I, I, I don't know. And, and I think in some ways I'm really unusual in the fact that I tried. Uh, I think it was that, that background actually that made me not give up and be so determined that, that I would be able to do something, um, you know, if I put my mind to it. So uh, it was just – it was really just raw perseverance of just, yeah. I mean, getting in, involved every day in and day out. There were nights that I couldn't sleep. I would be thinking about some coding problem in my head, and uh, it would be some spelling error or something or, you know, some import problem. Yeah, uh, and, and all that stuff was just over my head. I mean, so the, the pr learning programming isn't an easy thing, and uh, I probably went about it the, the hardest way possible. But um, I, you know, I, I also think it's an inspiration to others because if I can do it, I I really think that anybody can do it. I really do. Well, and also by going through the harder way. I mean, you know, being self-taught like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm mostly self-taught my, myself. I went to to school, but I didn't really like. I dropped out of. And, and ended up just teaching myself. I'd already known some, but but kind of that struggling going through that that self-taught path, it sort of makes you a better teacher, I think, because you know what it's like to bang your head against the wall and to just like feel like you'll never get it and and not have that help. And so I think that I mean that definitely comes across in in a lot of your your tutorials and stuff. It's just this like. Uh, almost compassion for the <laughs> for like you know someone who who doesn't just get because so, sometimes I think a lot of people that like it comes really easy or they go down the they can come from a teaching point of being very arrogant like that people are beneath them because and they're like high and mighty and they're showing you how to do it from their intelligence so it should be easy for you and yeah uh, yeah that's. Yeah, that's the um, so I try to avoid that if at all possible because I don't think anything's easy. I mean, even um, getting into CSS originally, I found that to be extremely complex. Um, and and su surprisingly enough, I mean, a lot of web developers still aren't very good with CSS. <laughs> um, it turns out I wasn't the only one that apparently struggles with it, but I've seen quite a bit of uh, actual senior programmers that don't know how to do basic web design. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can't do basic web design. <laughs> <laughs> But you can probably just, program some C plus plus or something. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, there's just so much out there. I guess that you know that that's something I'm interested to get your take on. Also, is just like, you know, I think one of the big things that I'm sure you probably get this too a lot because on YouTube, there's a lot of people going here, visiting our channels, trying to figure out how to get started and stuff. And I think one of the big things that really throws people off is they're just overwhelmed by how much there is. What do you think about like that and, and kind of, I guess, kind of the future of programming? Because like, I don't know, I mean, 
when when you started, there was less. When I was started, there was even less, right? Sometimes I have fantasies of going back to 1980 and being like, okay, I know it all. Because <laughs> you could almost <laughs> learn it all, you know what I mean, technology-wise. But today, there's so much. What, what do you think about that, like, as far as new people coming in and now they're, I mean, the, the swimming pool is, is, it used to be a swimming pool. Now it's a freaking ocean. Uh, how do they yeah. get started? Um, to be honest, it, it's a mess, and it's going to be more difficult for them because um, GitHub has now basically consolidated all the hipsters and everything into this one area where they can all just you know, create an npm init config file and start pointing all their you know their personal you know, weekend project to all these different other dependencies. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that in the JavaScript community specifically, I mean there there is people making libraries for every single thing, and it's it's a multitude of different JavaScript ecosystems and not just one. And I mentioned JavaScript because that's one of the most popular and most important languages right now in web, uh, which is what most people want to get into when they're getting into programming. They want to build the next Facebook and things, and in a lot of cases, or games maybe. But um, you know, with, with the, what's going on with the Facebook, or not Facebook, but JavaScript community right now, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned, to be honest with you. Um, just the last two months, I've been uh, writing a, Re a React and Redux application. Okay. And um, it's only been like eight eight months since I was in React last, and already there's just so much stuff that's changed in the tooling um, with Babel, and then some of like the uh, the polyfills and stuff to try to get uh, browsers on board with ECMAScript six. And then you're wondering, well, do I even use something like Babel? Do I go to TypeScript? So yes, these people have the new developers now have way way too many options. And honestly, I think it, they need to just pick one and focus. I mean, just just one. If you're going to do game development. You know, do C plus plus or go C sharp and Unity, but just just stick to one. Don't worry about you know these trends because these trends are definitely happening faster than probably ever before. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely agree with your advice. Yeah, I'm always encouraging developers to specialize to pick like some specialty and just go deep with there. You've got to have somewhat of a broad base, but you'll you'll get that. But like if you know one specific thing, you can actually master that whereas sometimes I think some developers are just they're trying to stay current on everything and it's just such an impossible task and a useless task because you're not going to use everything right you know you I, I used to do it all the time I used to read like pick up I used to read like you know a tech book a week and I would just be picking up you know books on subjects that interested me and I mean I gained something from that but not really like it's like I never used half of the skills I learned so I agree with that 100%. In fact, I'm um, I'm part of the problem like with my channel. I, at one point, I was advocating for React, saying React is so much better than Angular, and you should use React with uh, with Django. And right now, um, you know, I'm I'm dealing with like I said, React and Redux and and Babel, and I don't like any of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost to the point where I just don't like React, and um, and it's not really React's fault. It's just a, it's just a little bit of fatigue with having to learn so much and realizing that, you know, my jumping around a couple of years ago has really gotten me nowhere with it. So uh, I'm a better programmer, but I'm, I'm still not, you know, some, some genius. And, um, and that's another thing too. Like if you look at like the, the, some of the, the real crafty people, they can get on GitHub and create their new project and everybody like says, Oh, that's the way you're supposed to do it. And there's, you know, it's some small deviation away from the way we were doing it before. Um, and I, I don't really feel like we're getting anywhere uh, in the end. You know what I mean? These tools and all that and everything um, yeah. don't seem to be building any, uh, us any better software applications. Um, and 
I don't know. I just think that, um, you know, the, the way everything is with GitHub and everything, you know, some of the best and brightest can build these these frameworks, and everybody's like, well, that guy's better than me, so, you know, we have to follow what he's doing. And, and maybe what he's doing is not appealing to mainstream programmers because, let's be honest, I mean, there, there's an elite level of programmer, and then there's, like, the masses that fall in the middle, you know, between yeah. the, you know, the, and it's just like it seems like the tools that we use need to be helping businesses, and they need to be appealing to the masses and not, you know, to, to basically elites and, and, uh, and douchebags. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, uh, but basically, you know, there's, there, we need some improvement, I think, uh, especially in the JavaScript community. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's almost like, like the cutting edge, like, the, like you've got a think tank. And it's good to, like, push the boundaries and, like, to have, you know, the, the people that are working on the stuff that's almost like, you know, almost like in the academic world, PhD, like where you're, you're pushing the boundary further and experience, but because that is all done in public now. And like you said, everyone's like, well, oh, this guy's real smart. So I need to copy his, I need to fork his repo and, and we're going to do it the way that he's doing it and setting up this project. It ends up being this really crazy evolution. And I think also like, I mean, this is one problem that I think we always have had in, in programming and in tech is that, you know, the, the next generation, the younger generation comes along and they're like, oh man, why do you guys like have all this stuff? Like it's too bloated. And then they come in and they, they reinvent the wheel. <laughs> and then just like, because uh, I remember when Node first came out, right? It was, it was like clean. It was like, okay, what are you guys doing? Like, this is simple. This is how we do it. And now the NPMs, there's so many of them. There's like, now it's like, if you want to create a Node app, it's not just just install node and go it's like okay well now you need uh, this and you need that and this and 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 now node is bloated right and and it just it, it's funny how like we, we can't ever solve this problem and i think it's just because so, so many there's so much to be aware of and so you don't know when you're reinventing the wheel and and not only is it is it that but you can't even see it because it, it looks it looks like something different until you really really understand it in depth and you're like oh yeah that's the same that's that we've already did this 20 years ago and even like four years ago i would argue with angular 1.0 i mean one of the things with angular one was that everybody's like oh it's great for these to-do apps and everything and then all of a sudden when you get into some real complexity everything turns to shit and everybody's like i, I have no idea what's going on under the, the covers anymore uh, under the hood and um I, you know and, and it's just it seems like we haven't even learned anything from that. So now Angular 2 is, is now coming out with this whole new redesign. So anybody that invested time in Angular 1 is pretty much going to have to relearn everything in Angular 2. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know. But where do we, like, what Angular 1 app has been a game changer like maybe Google Maps was when Street View came out with, you know, their custom JavaScript that made that happen back in, like, 2007? You know, I mean, I remember being wowed by Google Maps. I mean, just the, the scrolling in and the scrolling out compared to MapQuest that we had at the time. Right, yep. And that was, that was revolutionary JavaScript. I mean, that was impressive. And then, you know, with all these impressive frameworks that we have now, I just don't see that level of impressiveness, you know, that as we move forward. And, um, yeah, and it, you don't even have to look back that far to be like, look, we just keep reinventing the wheel here. We're just creating complications. Yeah. Oh, and I feel sorry for the Angular too, like because or the Angular because if you're Angular one, right, and Rob Eisenberg 
was a big, you know, uh, did a lot there. And then he, like, joined the, the Angular 2 team, and then he split off because he didn't like the direction they were going. And then he ended up doing, uh, what's it, Project Aurelia. So where do you go? Like, do you go to Aurelia or do you go to Angular 2, which Rob kind of said, no, that's not the right way? Or do you just stick with Angular 1? Because, hey, do, what do you really actually need? Like, if you figured out Angular 1, I mean, sure, Angular 2 or, or Aurelia is shiny and it might be a little bit nicer, but if it works, why, you know, do you, do you really need, like, is there something that you're really missing or is it just that this is just a better way to do it, you know? So. It's all opinion, I think, I mean, really, because it depends on how you ask. I mean, just recently I, I talked to a guy who was all about Aurelia. Um, and then I, we have another guy who's all about React, and, and uh, yeah. So I mean, it really it depends on who you ask. Yeah. But um, yeah. none of them get us anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that, I, and I think that's a good point that you brought up is that it's like we have all of this more advanced technology, but we're not we're still not producing better software. We're still not, you know, on average, and we're not making it easier. <laughs> it's 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 quote better, and I think it's because at at some degree we're. The, at the highest levels, like software development is still kind of very much an art and, and not even an art in, in an art where like it's an art in making it effective. It's an art for art's sake, just like game development is an art for art's sake. It's like because really like high up developers or, you know, developers that, that really understand what they're doing or, you know, are, are experts, they, their, their artistry is in like the, the beauty of the code and the structure and, and making clean, you know, systems and frameworks and stuff. But at the end of the day, some of that stuff doesn't actually turn up a value, I think. And that's the, the problem. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. I mean, and especially if only, you know, that person in this, this higher state of mind is even able to comprehend everything that, you know, that they've done. Like I said, you have to appeal to the masses. I mean, like, yeah. I really feel like that the majority of programmers lie in the middle somewhere and that our software should be as easy as possible to push as much code as possible as quickly as possible. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I feel like in the whole JavaScript community, there's going to be this big collapse. I think it, it's going to happen eventually. We, we end up having, like, historically, I think you see, like, abstractions that collapse into and, – and then there's a new higher level of abstraction that, that happens when you get enough cruft that, that gets built up. And, I mean, that ended up happening with, with like, you know, with C++ was a good one because C++ just got, like, crazy crufty at, at some point. And then here comes, you know, some of the uh, – you know, if, in my world, C-sharp kind of – eliminated I was like okay well there's no point like I don't need to know STL and all this stuff anymore just there we go it's it's easy but uh, I think you see that a lot in technology but we it, I'm surprised how long JavaScript has gone like this <laughs> yeah 20 years um, yep cool so um, 25 probably yeah I thought maybe we'd switch gears a little bit and talk about your uh, how you got into YouTube. I, I, I don't think I don't know if you've said it on your channel. I haven't heard it, but I, I think that'd be kind of interesting to hear your story. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was all just geared towards tutorials, and like I said, it was uh, the New Boston. It was somebody that I was watching, um, and New Boston now is still like one of the, the largest uh, YouTube channels. I know people that watch you and watch my channel have mentioned his uh, his stuff. Um, and he was, for me, the first that, that didn't have this uh, – well, he, he had more of a blue-collar approach to teaching. Yeah. 
which um which I, I connected with because I mean he just he sounded like a guy that wasn't in in IT at all. He sounded like some guy that you met on the street, you know, hanging out by the uh, or that you might be drinking with at the bar or something like that. You know, he just didn't seem like um to me he he seemed like a different type of programmer compared to some of the other guys that were doing tutorials. Um, and I just I was immediately inspired by that, so I tried to do my own. And my own my own were so bad that like there was no pre planning. I'd go <laughs> yeah. ten minutes into the the, the 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 demonstration, and it wouldn't work, and I wouldn't know why. And I just go oh, after this, and then, but and, and it, so it was terrible. But I appealed to this particular group originally that was just like, wow, this guy's just funny. I mean, I mean, and then um, and it wasn't really until you know, probably a year or so into it that I started taking it more seriously and uh, ended up removing some of the worst videos that I had that really just put me in a bad light and uh, anything of it though. So none of this was planned really. Um, yeah. And uh, and even getting in front of the camera when, when January rolled around of this year and I reached 10,000 subscribers, I mean, that's when I, that was like a few months after I realized that the channel started growing quite a bit and that, you know, there may be some sort of future and the very least of being like, hey, at least, you know, I'm Chris Hawks, I'm a programmer, but um, yeah, I didn't really know what that, that future would hold, and I, I still don't, but, um, you know, like I said, after watching some of your videos, and I saw that you were getting in front and doing opinion pieces and stuff like that, and I was just like, well, you know, I could try that myself, and um, I think, you know, like, like, like we said, you know, just being in front of the camera and people seeing that you're a real person, and um, you know, being able to put a face with a voice, I think, helped a lot. But where I go from here, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's really awesome that, that we're collaborating, and, and this might even be my high point, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the entire thing, it might just be downhill from here, I don't know. But Yeah, um, I, I have no idea. It's like, you know, YouTube is, a, is an uncharted territory. Like, I mean, there's, there's people that have come before us that have built, like, huge channels, and... Uh, I don't know. Like, where are we going from here? Like, is it is it we're going to continue to grow? Is it is there enough market out there for? I'm I'm sure there is, but yeah, I, your guess is as good as mine. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You know, my goal for the year was to try and hit a hundred thousand subscribers. It's getting pretty close to the end of the year. <laughs> um, I'm pretty far from that, but I'm not giving up. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. It's been interesting. How, how's it changed your life? Like, how has it affected you? You know, I mean, have you had people come up on the street and, and recognize you and, and say, hey, I watch your YouTube videos? I, I guess maybe uh, you, you just start doing in front of the camera. So maybe that's, but you still, you added like 25,000 subscribers since you started doing that. So, yeah. So, um, no, nobody's ever like stopped me uh, in, in the street or anything to say that they've, uh, you know, they've, they've recognized me, but I mean, I do have people reaching out from all over the world and, and I, you know, I've had people send me emails saying like, hey, I got a job because of your motivation videos and stuff like that and, um, and, and that would probably be the, the, the coolest point, but it certainly affected my life and the fact that, that people that know me know that I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that I, that I was telling um, some buddies, and I even told some people on my channel on a video I did that, um, that you know, I had a coworker that came up to me and he said, um, you know, there, there's this book that you should check out. Is soft skills. This guy named John Thomas, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> and that, that was that was that was pretty awesome. So in some ways, it's like, like I said, this could be the high point that, like, you know, I'm talking to John Thomas on his channel. Then. But um, it's it, beyond that. Like, it's um, it's been interesting that the, the YouTube is now somewhat of a um, you know, I thought in the back of my mind all the time, like, okay, I need to make yeah. a video. Sometimes it's a stress because I'm like, 
I think I, I need to put out a video every day and, and, and sometimes there's no motivation and, um, and like if I go out of town, I'll make some videos real quick to, to put them on a schedule and then, uh, you know, I feel like they're not the best effort. And another thing too is um, I don't really edit uh, any of my stuff and I don't really have a producer or anything like that to, to help me out along the way. I don't make enough money on it to, to really pay anybody to help me. Uh, my wife actually does a few of the the thumbnails for me, which she just started doing recently. But um, you know, beyond that, like I, I think it's really cool that that I've even reached out, that I've had a, an audience of like four million people or somewhere around there. Yeah. But uh, you know, beyond that, it's a little bit stressful at times, and but mostly good. Yeah. No, I, I I could totally relate to like all the things that you said, you know, there are at least most of them, like as far as, you know, it's, it, you get stressed. You're like, I need to be putting out videos. And then, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, I just recorded like, I think like four or five videos in batch last night. And I was like, Oh gosh, this, like I was thinking about this morning. Like I was thinking about when I was going to bed last night. I think about this morning. I was like, those were kind of crappy videos. Like I just, <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, oh, so it was not my best stuff. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to put it out anyway. And I got to, and, and then sometimes it, it's funny too. Like, the, like, like we said about not being motivated. I think most people would be like, what, are you crazy? Like, you know, if you can record YouTube videos, like, isn't that just fun and awesome? And it's like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, but there's days when, when you're like, mm, don't really feel like talking in front of a microphone today. <laughs> I don't really feel like I have something useful to say today, but you kind of feel obligated because you got an audience now and you got to like, you know, you, you want to produce something. Yep. And I think sometimes if we look back on the, the videos that we may even feel weren't our best effort, like some people, because uh, I've gone back and I've actually watched some of my own videos that I didn't think were very good, and I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad, and and I still had a pretty positive, you know, uh, feedback from the audience, and it also reminds me of something that Eli, the computer guy, had said one time, where he had an office in Baltimore, and then one day he just didn't feel like going in to do a video because he was doing his videos at that time out of his office, and um and he decided to go in with a headache, and he made a video, and it had like 16 million views or something like that, so. He said, even to this day, like this one time that he didn't feel like doing a video turned out to be like his most successful video. But um, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. A lot of times it's not as bad as I, I make it out to be, I'm sure, but um, it still hangs in the back of the mind. Yeah, no, yeah, same thing. Yeah, sometimes I'll like, I'll, a video will come out that I know wasn't like a good one. And so I'll look at it on my phone and then I'm listening to it and I'm like, that wasn't, that was actually not too bad. And, and then other times I'll do like a video like that one that I did, that creation versus evolution one. And I was like, people are definitely going to agree with this. They're going to appreciate that I'm like approaching this from a very rational, very, very, uh, you know, very unbiased standpoint. And everyone was like, John, you're an idiot. I can't believe what an idiot you are. Like I, like that reaction, like a lot of people were like, oh, you should have expected that. But I was thinking, okay, <laughs> hold up. I thought this was a great video. <laughs> so you never, you just don't know. You don't know. It's so. like uh, your millennials one with the entitled millennials and the jobs and how millennials feel like, I went to college, I deserve uh, a high paying position. And yeah, that, that seemed to have sparked some outrage as well. Oh, yeah. That's one thing too. Like if uh, like I've, I've actually, I've mixed up names before, like, you know, I, I did a, a video, it was one of the worst I've ever done, actually, but I did, like, the top, our most influential computer scientists of all time, 
and I mixed up one Japanese guy's name with another one, and like somebody like said it was racist. I'm like, ah, that's not racist. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's sloppy work for sure, and it's an embarrassment. But um, yeah, so basically, the the creator of the Ruby language, I mixed him up with the creator of the Nintendo language, and it was from my own memory because I recognized the name. I'm like, oh, that's the Ruby creator. I didn't even do any fact checking, and right, um, it's just so so. It's one of those things where it's like. In, Oh man, I mean, you know you hear about it over and over and over again too, depending on how many views the video has. So, um, just yeah, it was a simple mistake, but some of that stuff hangs over my head too. It's like you got to be careful what you say and what people might think of you, and um, yeah. yeah, even but, if it's completely yeah. unexpected. Yeah, and I mean ultimately though, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, it's it, you know, I had the whole you know the racist thumbnail thing with the China thing, and it's like come on guys like seriously like I, I get what people are saying i get the whole thing but it's like i mean this is youtube and this is the internet and, and people are just some people you know they're just harsh they just want to cause trouble it's like i mean i always i always try to like look at someone and like and like think what what were they trying to do and what did they intend and 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 more so what is their overall message right as opposed to getting stuck in the particulars and the details and the way that they presented it or some kind of social food par they may have made I, I just made up the word food par but <laughs> you know what I mean and and that's that's how I look look at the world so you know if I watch that video and I'm I'm hearing you mix up uh was it like shoot your own Miyamoto and um, yeah, exactly. I, I see I can't even remember the the Ruby guy okay so the 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 Ruby guy he actually co uh like did the commentary for my book for the Japanese version translation of oh, my wow. book and I and I'm spacing his name so look at how rude I am but you know <laughs> it's like I wouldn't it's care. Like, like, you're not calling him the Nintendo guy yeah so exactly yeah <laughs> I, I, I thought the Nintendo guy was dead until I just saw an article I don't know like I do mix up Japanese names that's fine like I think people do that like it's if you're not you know it, it's easier for us being Americans and speaking English to know the difference between Joe and Bob, but to know the difference between one Japanese name and another one is not quite as clear to us. I don't, I don't know if that's like, you know, some people will say that's racist and they can say that, but I don't know. I'll just admit it. So. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying and I definitely don't agree that it's, it's racist. I think it's just, uh, for me, it was just, yeah, it's uh, just me being sloppy really for not fact checking and, coming out with a video that had thousands of views and making me look really bad. Yeah, that's all right. It's fun. I, hey, I wrote a blog post called JavaScript, why, why JavaScript is dead. And I wrote that like, what, like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, every, and I still get comments on that video. Or I mean, on that, that blog post. So, yeah. So. Well, cool. Well, thanks. Um, thanks for joining me, me, Chris. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. You know, definitely, you're one of the the YouTubers that I I you know respect and and admire, and I, you know appreciate you taking the time. I think you know my audience definitely is going to be happy to to hear from you. And and like I said, I, I've been I've been following your journey as you know. So we've been kind of going on similar paths on YouTube, and it's it's kind of cool to 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 meet uh, to finally get to you know talk to you and and discuss some of the stuff i think i think everyone will find that I, I was trying to figure out like what should we talk about but we're like meta here so i think yeah. that'll be fun because because i think a lot of a lot of our audience has been watching both of us grow and so you know it's kind of 
I think it'll be fun. We'll see. This could be one of those videos, right? Though this could be the one where they're like, "You guys are idiots. You should have just yeah. talked about C plus plus. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And and this was uh, this was awesome because I'm a little bit of an introvert when it comes to like talking to people. And um, you know, I, I feel like you know maybe if it is well received that we can try to do this more often and maybe get some of these other guys, man. Even like Eli, come on, get on here. Yeah, come on, Eli. Good. All you, all you people, everyone watching this, go on Eli's channel and tell him to go, like, yeah. to, to come collab with us. We're 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 friendly. We're friendly dudes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> function, but you know, it was great. I, I it's yeah. an honor to be able to talk to you on the on your channel, and uh, I think, I hope it's well received. We'll see. I'm sure it will. All right, all right, Chris. Uh, thanks, thanks again, and uh, and everyone. Oh, by the way, I should I make sure that I. I, I have you on the channel and I haven't even given you a, like a shout out to your channel. So I'm going to do my little thing where, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put an annotation here. That says that's when you click this, you'll subscribe to Chris Hawk's channel. So do it, go check it out. He's got some awesome videos there. You know, thank him for, for coming on by going and click over there, subscribe to his channel and, and check it out. So 